Hey folks, welcome to the final episode of Movie Punditry for the Year. Um, not going to risk making a dumb decade joke, but uh, this episode we're going to be talking about our film of the year and wrapping up The Mandalorian. How are you doing, Mr. Mike? I am. Uh, I'm not doing bad. Not doing bad at all. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red 5 standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki of Asgard. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. I am Groot. Hello there. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. She gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it! I could do this all day. So I guess we kick things off with Ad Astra. We both saw it this week. Um, I'll let yeah, you go first. I think you have finally, better finally things to around. say. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I just got to see Ford versus Ferrari before uh, Wednesday, and I, I think I'm all set for the year. Yeah, yes, you definitely do. Where do you stand on this film? On Ad Astra? Yes, I uh, I really really liked it. I really really enjoyed it. I mean, this is a film in the vein of like 2001: A Space Odyssey, in the vein of Solaris, in the vein of you know those kind of science fiction movies. And uh, Moon is another example. Uh, it's very, it's a very quiet film. It's a very thoughtful film. Um, it's a very visual film. There's not a ton of dialogue in it. There's not a ton of music in it. But it, it really gives you deep thought about, um, you know, just kind of the nature of existence and kind of our relationships and who we are and how we decide who we are. What, See, what were your thoughts on it? The movie gets a lot better when you explain it like that. Um, visually, it was great. I, I loved it. Um, I wished it had bit, been a bit more dialogue, but when you explained the way you explained it, I, I understand why it wasn't there. Because I did find myself thinking a lot more in this movie than I do other films. Um, I... Put it like this, what the trailer showed me was not what I got. True. And when you told me it was going to be like, you know, 2001 and stuff like that, that's when I kind of like put a bit of a pause on it. Um, It's one of those films where I can't, there's not much for me to knock it on because I get that it was trying to do something different. I would have just liked more because I expect it to be, so this is going to be spoilers. When he got to his dad and... He found out the reason for those, or those, not, not flares, but whatever it was the dad ship was emitting. I thought the reason would be bigger than my ship is out here and it's messed up. And that's what's causing these disruptions on Earth. Yeah, I did try to. I thought it would be like some kind of message or something. Yes. And that's where like I was let down. Like I felt like it took so long to get there. And I got why it took so long to get there. Um, helped us understand Brad Pitt's character, Brad Pitt's character, um, and then the things going on around him. But it was just like, okay, I guess. Um, I, I like the character Tommy Lee Jones played. I liked how honest he was. That look, I just didn't even care about you guys as as a dad and a husband. I'm just all about the space exploration stuff. But it's just that really. I say killed the movie for me. It just it was a bummer. There was just a lot of anticipation built up. You saw him go through a lot to get out there, and that to be the reasoning was just like, oh, okay, that's different. And but it, it was it was a good film. Just now, I was expecting great. Yeah, and I th- I think you know just kind of to backtrack a little bit. You know, I understand what you're saying about you know. The, the trailer being different and wanting more in terms of dialogue. And and that's one of the reasons that I compare it to 2001. I mean, when you look at 2001, what Kubrick did with that film, 
there's no dialogue in that film at all for the first 20 minutes. Nobody says a word because it's all the, the apes. And, and honestly, there's no real consequential dialogue that drives the story forward for about 45 minutes mm-hmm. because all the stuff on the space station is really doesn't have much to do with anything um, until you get to that meeting. You know, and you don't even meet your main characters in the story for, you know, almost an hour before you get onto the discovery. And this is a kind of similar film um, in terms of that. It, it, you know, what Brad Pitt does with expression and silence and the pain on his face yes. um, is, is pretty significant. But I, I think it's also this idea of when I say, you know, uh, it talks about identity and stuff. You know, this is a guy, this this character in this film is a guy who has been driven by this idea of what his father is. And that his father is this great explorer, that his father is this guy who's pushing boundaries back, that his father is doing all these things. And like so many people, when we when we face our heroes, we are, are, well, our, not only our heroes, but our parents. Yeah, And we see our parents for who they really are. You know, when we look at them through adult eyes and see them and look at their lives through the eyes of an experienced adult and peel back the layers of, of a child looking at his parent and look at him as a peer, you know, looking at his, at another, as a, you know, an adult, a parent, whatever, uh, you know, someone who's completed a career looking at someone else who's done that, you know, and the shines off the apple a little bit. And I think it's in that moment that we get to grow into who we are. And so many people as adults don't get to grow into their home personhood until they set aside their parents. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's their father, mm-hmm. or their mother, whatever the situation is. And I think that's that's kind of the to me anyway, that's kind of the story that's going on here. Is he doesn't he doesn't get to really become himself until he sees his father for who he really is. And not this image Idea, of his father. Yeah. Man, you know, I think it's it, it is what you say, you know, we should never meet our heroes, right? I mean, and this is kind of the deal. He gets out there and he sees his father and realizes that this is not the man I thought he was. But but well, in a way is. that that frees him to become who he, who he who he is and who yeah. he wants to be. No, I'm going to complete this mission. I'm going to do this. And it kind of frees him up from from this oppressive society that he's a part of no, i agree completely because as when i finished watching i'm like so you know this film was ultimately a story of a father and son and i thought to myself would this re- work had you replaced it with space you know what if you just set this film you know maybe like 1800s or something and and it been like you know marine navigation and Possibly because I was like, if you keep this movie just about father, I mean, well, not father, son, but like parents, and you know, and who we see our parents to be and what they become. Uh, I like the setting though, I like the other things explored. Like, I loved how it's in the near future, and you see these things that you know, we talk about, you know, jokingly, Space Force and whatnot, but these things don't have to look like the Jetsons, it can be somewhat contemporary. Like just seeing them get to the moon and it looked like any other airport and how they're on the moon and they're fighting for resources, how humanity isn't going to change. I don't say isn't, isn't likely to change just because we change the location. You know, it's always going to come down to survival of the fittest and resources and someone trying to make it profit and there's going to be haves and have nots. So it was a really good film. I just that ending really not well that not but like that third act really kind of lost it a bit for me. Well, let, let me let me put it to you this way, and and when you say you know when you talk about the story kind of going back, this is a retelling of it. This is, I mean, this is in its essence, it's heart of darkness, you know, which has mm-hmm. been retold many times, um, you know, very notably in like Apocalypse Now, um, even in even really in pixar's up it's that story of somebody going on this quest to to find somebody and and deal with the situation i mean if you think about this in terms of apocalypse now which is probably the most familiar 
retelling of Heart of Darkness. You know, mm-hmm. when when he goes off into the jungle to find Kurtz, he has this idea of what Kurtz is. And he finds that Kurtz is something very different. And in that he finds he kind of finds his own freedom. And this is this is the same thing in this film, you know, I mean, because they want him to go out there and basically terminate his father. Yeah. And whether or not that's his intention, you know, by the time he gets out there, he realizes that, you know, this is what he needs to do. And his father has, you know, has created this in this world. His father is Kurtz really, you know, or, you know, and so it's, it's, it's that story. It's that same story. That's been, yeah, you're right. That's been retold over and over and over again and just in a different format. And it would work because heart of darkness was originally, you know, the original story was a guy who was sent up the Congo river to, you know, find a guy who had like set up a little empire in the African jungle, you know, retold in Apocalypse Now as, you know, taking place during the Vietnam War, retold and up in another way, retold in this in another way. But it's still that same story. So where do you I'll say rank, but where does this movie sit for you? It's a nice little transition in 2019. Like of, of all the movies you've seen this year, it's it's. I mean, it's pretty high up. I gotta say, um, you know, I was looking through the kind of list of movies that I that I that I did, and I, and what I do, what I do is I do, and I, I don't do this every year, but I've done this several years, and I did it this year. Is I use an IMDb list, and every time I see a movie for the first time, I put it on that IMDb list. Okay. Um, you know, and so I've so far I've seen. 44 movies for the first time this year wow um and you know this this one probably ranks for me up in the top five i would say i mean it's because i like this kind of movie mm-hmm. this is this movie's not for everybody no def- it definitely is not um i liked it because i'm only issues with you know towards the end but for up until then i was really i, I enjoyed it and I gotta say, it's it's probably my top five. I don't think this was a great year for movies. Um, also, haven't seen nearly as many films as you have. Where would you say this this year was for movies? Um, I don't, I don't particularly think it was that great. Um, I mean, there were a couple of good movies in it, you know, and there were movies that I liked. But I would say that, you know, if I were to think about it, I would go back through certain years and. Like when we did our uh, the last ranking that we did and, and, you know, top movies of the decade, there were some years where it was really hard because there were five or six movies that I really loved in a given year. You know, um, this year, uh, you know, there was there was really very few films that really stood out to me like, wow, this is a movie that I'm going to remember for a long time and I'm going to revisit over and over again. Yeah, I'm like I'm re going through the list and I'm just like, oof. This was not it wasn't memorable, is it? You know what? Do you remember, I think when we when we previewed this year, <clears throat> I don't think we were that excited. I think the Marvel movies were the ones that really stood out for us. And then yeah, I don't I mean, maybe we we called it cuz a lot of stuff didn't stick out. Yeah, well, I think I think I think we were both obviously very much looking forward to to Rise of Skywalker, and that let us both oh, down. Um, yes, you know, as did. much as and we'll get into this as much as I enjoyed Endgame, it wasn't, and I just rewatched it again last week, but it wasn't. I I still think Infinity War is the better film of the two. Um, you know, so I think to that end, some of that let me down, but. I mean, there's still good films out there. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, can't wait to see where Gemini Man falls for you. Yeah, yeah. There was this Twitter, this Twitter thread going around this week about um, celebrating okay movies. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Oh, but, I, I yeah. did see that. But you know, Gemini Man's okay, <laughs> and no more than okay. Okay, so 
did you just pick one movie or did you pick a, a couple films? Well, I think I probably have some honorable mentions, but for, I mean, for me, in terms of films that I've seen so far, and it's actually it's, there's a couple movies that I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't think I'm going to get them in over the next two days, but you know, I may stretch it out to films that were released in 2019 as I continue watching them through January. Um, yeah. But there are there's there's still a couple of films that I want to see. Um, that I've heard decent things about, but yeah, there's probably like for me one standout film and then a couple of kind of honorable mentions. All right. So I'll go with one of my honorable mentions. Uh, it's gotta be Lion King. Um, we weren't, I wasn't too high on it. I rewatched it. Beyonce aside, they did a good job. The, the little additions of Scar saying, you know, how he pursued uh, Sarabi originally and she chose Mufasa over him. That little bit of backstory did a whole lot for me. Um, cause I feel like in the original, you don't you don't get much of why the, you know, Scar and Mufasa have these issues. Um, and then uh, there was a scene, uh, the scene where Scar, uh, Mufasa asked him why he didn't show the, the presentation. He's like, you know, I wouldn't challenge you again. It wasn't as bad as most people made it out to be. I think, and then like we said, we agreed that John Lover didn't bring it the way it needed to be brought. But also visually, it's it's amazing. And I said it before, I'll say it again. It's like a tech demo that you would see at E3 when Sony or Xbox are about to unveil a new console. Like, look, this is what we can do. And I'm really interested to see what they do with this technology going forward. Um... The next one, and this might surprise a few people, Detective Pikachu. Solid, solid, solid film. Color me surprised. It it was good, and I didn't think it was going to be good. I picked up on Black Friday. It's five bucks, and I've seen it a few times. Uh, And third, this is a I did not initially. I did not like on first viewing, and the second time I, sorry, I got a little respiratory infection here. I understood why the critics liked it and Shazam. It it kind of helps build the, the new foundation that DC is trying to build. Um, it's a solid film. It establishes some new characters. And one thing I had to do when I watched it the second time was like stop looking for reasons to be mad at what they're doing now because I still feel like they should have let Zack Snyder complete his vision. And just accept that look, this company is going a different direction, and just let let's see what they do, and 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 put my feelings aside. And it's a good comic book movie. And my number one movie of the year for me is Endgame. And like you said, it doesn't hold up as well after you see it in the theaters. And I think a lot of what like. Gave me the feeling that this was a really good film was like, what it was it like 21, 22 films to build up, and they close a lot of loops. They uh, they give some great fan service, not too much like uh, JJ, but I guess it speaks to that this wasn't a great year for, year for filmmaking, because for a movie that should be the end of this this Infinity Saga, there's not a lot of action in it. There's not, and it's kind of like. Like Feige said, that episode of um, Star Trek, All Good Things, where Picard's you know going back in time and hanging out with the crew, you're pretty much taking a stroll down memory lane. In a lot of instances, yeah, but, and I, I I think you know, and but but and Endgame is one of my honorable mentions. I mean, it's definitely one of my top films of the year. But I think it suffers from much the same thing that that um, Return of Skywalker suffers is that the plot is so complicated that there's there has to be so much exposition and so much explanation and so much setup before you actually get to what's going on that it's it's kind of distracting a little bit i agree uh although i, I would say that the that the exposition is far more entertaining in endgame than it is in uh in, in Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I just, you know, I was, like I said, I was rewatching it and just, just the whole 
bit with um, that whole sequence with, you know, them going to see Tony at the cabin and then Tony working out, you know, the, the whole time travel thing. And then, you know, meanwhile, those guys are all explaining or are, are experimenting and messing with Scott. And then Tony comes back to them, you know, that whole piece, which is all really exposition and, and all set up for what they're going to be doing, but it's wildly entertaining. I think. Yeah. It, it they kind of sneak it in there. Exactly. Where it's not Whereas, as in your where face. Rise of Skywalker just kind of tries to shove it down your throat. Palpatine shows up on some weird life support machine and yeah. explains stuff without really explaining anything. Yeah, and then there's the you know the scene where you know uh, Ray is in Kylo Ren's quarters and he's down on the planet and and they have the Force Bridge and you know he basically like explains the whole thing to her. Here's here's who your parents were. Here's who your grandfather was. Here, you know, so here's what's going on. You know, my mother is the the daughter of Darth Vader. Your father is the son of Palpatine. Hey, let's make music together. You know, it's just, God, it's so clunky. That's what happens when you write a movie in two years and don't have the group involved. (laughs) I I don't know what happened. Did you see there was a, there was um, an article that came out today or yesterday where Chris Terrio was trying to explain why Rose Tico wasn't in the film as much as everybody wanted her to be. Yeah. I don't buy that. He was trying to make an excuse. I mean, I guess to some degree it's from his point of view, it's, I don't, I don't disbelieve him. I think it's probably true. I just think it was a bad choice in the beginning to make her the one to have to be the, the, the kind of stay behind. They the, yeah. the stay behind with with you know Carrie Fisher. You have Billy Lord who could do that. You have you know Dominic Monaghan. Why the hell is he in this movie? He could do yep. that. You know, you Rose should have gone on the mission with everybody. And you could have Jar Jar Binks do that. <laughs> Misa, stay right here. Misa, stay with you, General. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what do you have? What? How does? All right. So so as I said, you know, Endgame is on my honorable mention list. I mean, it's definitely one of the better movies of the year. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a movie that I know that you haven't seen, um, but I watched it last week and I thought it was really amazing. Like it really blew me away how good it was. Which was uh, the Two Popes, which is on Netflix. Um, talked about that. Yeah, and it's uh, you know Anthony Anthony Hopkins and um, Jonathan Price, and just the just the the acting that these two powerhouses do with each other is just absolutely incredible. It's so fantastic, especially Price. I think he's really tremendous in this. Um, you know, so that one is definitely one that I suggest everybody go see. Um, the one that's kind of the very close runner up to me at this point is knives out. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed knives out. Um, it's, it's really kind of a, uh, this great ensemble piece with so many great actors in it, Don Johnson and Jamie Lee Curtis and, and Chris Evans and Daniel Craig. And, you know, it's just, and Michael Shannon and just all these really, really great guys, uh, Anna Darmus and, um, you know, so I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I love those, but I love those movies, those like kind of, you know, Agatha Christie style movies, you know, Murder, Murder on the Orient Express or Clue or any of those things. So um, I thought this was, I thought it was really fun. But for me so far, the big movie of the year is Ford versus Ferrari. I think it's a fantastic film. Uh, great acting by these two guys. You re- really feel it. You really feel like you're in this world, and it's not. You know, you could you could not be a racing fan. You can know nothing about racing, and I think you would enjoy this film because it's really about these two guys and their relationship, and um, and and who they are to each other, who they are in their world, and um, and the you know this journey that they go on together. Does it win an Oscar to you? Um, I don't 
I don't know if it wins an Oscar. Um, I, I think it gets nominated, but you know, there's a lot of the the Oscar bait films that I haven't really seen yet, mm-hmm. and um, so it's tough for me to say definitively that this is like a real best picture contender. But um, I think it's pretty close. I think it definitely gets nominated. Should definitely get nominated. Christian Bale should get nominated. Now, did you see uh, Joker? I haven't seen Joker yet. No, I haven't. Okay, I haven't seen it. I I still have no interest in I'm, seeing I'm, it, even after I'm, all the reviews. Yeah, I'm kind of trepidatious about seeing it, you know, because because I know what it is and I know it's dark. But I mean, uh, eventually, I'm going to have to watch it. I think I think it's just something I'm not going to watch. Really? Yeah, just I'm not interested in this at all. And then supposedly it's getting a sequel. Well, I'm sure it is. I mean, it made a ton of money. It got a critical review. You know, I don't know how well. I don't know if it's going to like kind of dovetail somehow into you know the uh, the Matt Reeves movie. Um, I hope not. Know, the Batman movie. You know, I don't. I don't know what they're planning on doing. I know that from what I understand, Birds of Prey is kind of a soft reboot. Um, from what I'm hearing, it kind of ignores the whole Joker relationship. So, um, you know, we'll see. And that's the tricky part too, because, but remember there's a trailer where she talks about breaking up with, with Mr. J. Right. Yeah. But, I, but I don't think it's, but, but from what I understand it, it doesn't really, dive into that relationship the way Suicide Squad did. And that was kind of a distraction in Suicide Squad. Yes, it definitely was. And that's, so is the question for me right now, we we don't really answer, is this Matt Reeves Batman still separate from the rest of this DC stuff? I think it has to be. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I think the Flash is still connected to Wonder Woman and Aquaman. What, matter of fact, are they? Yeah, they are connected. Right? I know the one. I mean, I it's it's Ezra Miller, so. So yeah, so those three are still connected. This Batman is something else, and I guess this Birds of Prey movie is still connected as well. Yeah, but I, but like I said, I think it's like it's some level of soft reboot where you still have you still have Margot Robbie, but it's kind of pushing into a different story, a different narrative. It's it's going to distance himself from the the films that we've already seen. And then I saw we get Shazam 2 a couple months after Black Adam, which I still don't think is going to ever going to come out, but <laughs> we'll do a Black Adam New Mutants double feature. Oh man. Until we are at the theater watching this man walk across the screen with the suit on. I don't believe this movie's ever come. Yeah, who knows? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, he's I, got so much, he's got so much going on, and I, I just don't think he wants to be a part of the DC. Um, moving on to Mondo. How did you feel about episode eight or chapter eight? I I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um. I think I think it was, you know, it was it was. I mean, it was brutal. It was savage. You know what I'm saying? Like those fight scenes were brutal. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, if you watch the scene where like the where like the armor was taken on that squad of stormtroopers. Yeah. She was. I mean, she was shattering helmets. You know what I'm saying? Like you were watching like dust and pieces of helmet fly up um you know it was it was really pretty pretty savage i mean you know giancarlo esposito i'm a big fan of his and and he was as good as i expected him to be Mm -hmm. um you know gideon is he's a he's a scary dude and you know it really to me it really painted the picture of kind of this lawless you know outer rim 
area where, you know, all these little warlords and stuff are just trying to stake their claim and do what they got to do. But the fact that he knew everything about everybody, you know, yeah, that was cool. inf- information is power. And he was definitely showing that he had information. I think that was the most complete, this makes sense, Star Wars property I've seen in a long time, especially coming off the heels of The Last Jedi. You got the Empire, you got Stormtroopers not being able to hit, you know, hit their targets and hang, just hanging around. <laughs> those two guys, on the, those two bike troopers were, uh, they were pretty, that was actually pretty entertaining. You know, just, just watching was, those two guys like, I got the message. Did you get the message? Because yeah. I got the message. <laughs> it was great. It was a really great episode. Um, and I love where the story is going. My only issue is I I hope that I do see more Gina Carano and Carl Creed Weathers next season. Um, I, I don't want to lose them, especially Gina Carano. I've, I've followed her career since she was strike force champion and um started doing a couple of, like you know straight to dvd films i think she's really grown as an actress uh it's a it's a really good show and i hope that they keep the length what it is it's not too long not everything on tv needs to be an hour hour and a half it it gives you enough and then keeps you on more so i'm very happy where this show was at um, I got no complaints, no complaints whatsoever. Don't let it go five seasons. We don't, I don't think we need that. Um, I think especially seeing with Watchmen, like, you know, if, if this is just it, one off for Watchmen, bravo, great. Tell me a story and that's it. I, I really enjoyed this. And I just hope that, you know, John Farmer gets, continues to have the creative freedom that he was given this season. It was a great episode, great uh, season. And I like, you know, too, we don't always need the Jedi. Like, this is that this show proved that, like, it doesn't always have to be Sith and Jedi. And kind of also proves right that Solo should have dropped in the fall. Because you got a lot of that, like, Star Wars outer rim places that nobody really talks about or cares about. And from everything I saw on social media, fans loved it. I wish Disney would like release some streaming numbers so we could see like how many hours people have watched this or put in this thing. It's been phenomenal. Like, do you have any complaints about the show? Um, yeah, I've complained that I gotta wait like a year for more of it, but other than that, no, I don't have any complaints over it. Um, I think it's, um, it's, it's really fantastic. I, I, I've enjoyed it tremendously. Um, you know, I think the production value is awesome. I think the acting is awesome. I think that, you know, the, the, uh, the world that they are building is, mm-hmm. is believable. I mean, to me, you know, the Mandalorian is why I love Rogue, Rogue One so much. You know what I'm saying? It's this real gritty, you know, it's Star Wars, man. And there's, this is war, you know? And, you know, to, to see this kind of, um, you know, real people behaving the way real people would behave in these environments, yes. in these situations, you know, bored stormtroopers and people just being idiots and people trying to get their own power together. Um, and, you know, people just people you know living on the frontier deciding who they're going to be and you know it just feels real to me and it just feels lived like a lived in universe and you know which which i think is just it's refreshing and it's just interesting and not everything is you know polished hallways and and (laughs) state-of-the-art ships you know yeah can't all be coruscant Exactly, or or a star destroyer. You know, I mean, you can't, yeah, you, know, you can't always be that, or or you know, even you know, a Mon Calamari cruiser, or or you know, a blockade runner. They're all super polished and super clean, whatever. You know, these ships, the Razor Crest is a piece of junk, bigger piece yeah. of junk than the Falcon is. You know, and 
but you know, the, there's a charm to it and there's, uh, you know, Hey, we saw our first toilet in star Wars. So <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, one big question. You think that that him having that helmet taken off by the robots going to come into play next season? Um, no, but I, I don't necessarily think so. I think it was just something that had to happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it would be tough to go through a whole season and not yeah. see Pedro Pascal's face. Um, yeah. and I think that, you know, and I think that's, it's, it's done. We, we did it, you know? And maybe we'll maybe it will open the door to us seeing again when he's alone or, you know, when there's only a droid around or whatever the circumstances, um, you know, because, I mean, we had a lot. We had a reveal. You know, we have a name for him now. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have a little more understanding about his backstory. Um, and, you, you know, and now we've seen his face. So, you know, we've kind of gone through all of those things and now it's time, you know, now it's time to move on to something else, you know. And I think I think that was significant that we found out that he has an identity because this whole this whole season has kind of been very reminiscent of like the, you know, the man with no name films, right? The the Sergio Leone Clint Eastwood films where, you you know, there was just a character and he didn't have a name. Well, now he has a name. So now we're moving on to the next thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I I do one thing is, and I know this. I don't know how feasible it was. Not feasible. How if it could have been done? They needed another series, whether a Marvel property or Star Wars or something, to be ready for when this was done. Because now, what do we have next? What's I don't think there's anything coming anytime soon for Disney Plus. Um, I well, I, I think, think the, I think the the next thing is there's the the Clone Wars, but I think that's the season seven, but maybe that's in March or something, right? I mean, they they've got a whole bunch of new stuff that's coming out, but it's nothing. It's nothing like super huge, you know. It's all like, yeah, it I mean, they have a lot of they have a couple new shows starting. You know, there's Marvel Rising, uh, superhero adventures. You know, it's a kids show. There's a couple like there's a bunch of kids shows starting out, but I don't think. Let's see, in terms of movies and stuff. Uh, Aladdin is coming out in January. Red Tails is coming out in January. Pass, pass. Um, <laughs> Aladdin wasn't that. Actually, I liked Aladdin better than I thought it would be. And Red Tails, yeah, is but like, Red Tails isn't terrible. Like, if I was paying for this, have right? you seen Red Tails? Nah, no interest. Do you know what it is? Yeah, the um, movie about the 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 black fighter pilots. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually it's yeah. pretty decent. Nah, I saw that cast and I was like, I'll pass. <laughs> Not a big um, Terrence Howard fan. Okay, man. <laughs> nah, and, and not a Neil fan either. I just think they needed something else to keep people paying because great the, the content up there is great. But it kind of needs like, all right, what what else am I hook? What's gonna carry me over? And I mean, thankfully Verizon gave me this thing for free for a year because I don't watch it enough that I'd be like, oh, I'll keep, I'll hold on to this. Sort of like with the WWE Network. I get that thing for the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. After that, I don't like cancel it. Um. So looking forward to 2020, what are you excited about? I don't know. It's, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, you know, I'm a, big Cold War fan, so I was I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm looking forward to um the shows that are gonna be some of the shows that are gonna be coming out. Um as far as movies go, um obviously the Black Widow movie I'm looking forward to. Yeah. That the the trailer 
was not what I expected. In a, and I mean that in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that looks interesting. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big James Bond fan, so I'm looking forward to No Time to Die. That looks pretty good. Um, what else is coming out? You know, I, 2020 looks really good. You go Black Widow, Wonder Woman, Mulan, Birds of Prey. Um, are we get we get the Eternals? Onward, ten. Now is this what we call ten ten or ten net with Chris Nolan? Which one is that? The you have wait you ever seen a trailer for the Chris Nolan movie? Tenet. Oh, Tenet, yeah, yeah. There's that. Ghostbusters. I thought, you, I, thought, I thought you were interested in Ghostbusters. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not I don't want to see Stranger Things Ghostbusters. I don't just but it's look, also, dude, just because Finn Wolfhard's in it does not mean it's gonna be Stranger Things. It's still Ghostbusters though, so I have to see it. I just won't be there opening night. I'll be there opening weekend. No, but I think it's I think it's this interesting premise of you know, what happens in a world after the Ghostbusters, you know, where the Ghostbusters existed mm-hmm. and, you know, now there's, you know, like the title Aftermath, right? There's, 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 you know, there's consequences to that. Um, and it looks like it's taken like a little kind of more serious, kind of more, I don't want to say horror bend, but like a thriller bend to it. Uh, that's yeah. interesting to me. I'll be there. I'm just, I don't have high expectations. Uh, do you think we really see this Godzilla King Kong movie this summer or this year? Yeah, I mean, I kind of hope we do. Um, you know, I like the, I like the Gareth Edwards King Kong movie. I, you know, the, the, the second or the Godzilla movie, the, you know, the, the second Godzilla movie, I didn't think it was as good. No. Um, <clears throat> But it was okay. I mean, it was interesting. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I hope we see it. We had the Kingsman. The Kingsman, that that looks interesting. Uh, you know, kind of the, the origin of the whole Kingsman situation. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. I mean, the Hitman's Bodyguard was surprisingly better than I thought it would be. That's what um, Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it's, that's, that's one of those okay movies that I'm kind of looking forward to coming to America too. Definitely. I love coming to yeah. America. You know, jungle cruise will probably be funny. Rocks pretty good. And, uh, Emily Blunt, right. Is in that. And I, she's pretty good. So, That'll be fine. Top Gun. I'm definitely looking forward to Top Gun. And what about uh, the Many Saints of Newark? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I'm not, you know, not not looking forward to it. You know, that's. Um, you weren't a Sopranos fan. I kind of was. Um, I, you know, sometimes I worry about how these things. Um, you know, kind of come out, and I, I, I think what they're getting Gandolfini's kid to play a younger Tony Soprano, right? Wow. Okay, let's lean into this nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. Venom Two's coming out, and I liked Venom. How do you think we get a we get a cameo from our boy in there? Which which boy? Uh, Spider Man. I think we'd have to, right? Um, maybe. Maybe at the end, you know, just to show that it's in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Or he crosses, you know, you know what I'm looking forward to? Uh, the gentleman with a man. I was sorry. What's the guy's name? Does all the link. Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, the big film that I'm looking forward to is Dune. That is, oh, yeah. that is my, and, it, and it's freaking December, but that is my be all end all of, I need to make it to the end of the year to see this movie. Um, the cast is just ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's Denis Villeneuve who has not let me down yet. 
Um, and so, yeah, I just, for me, that's like my number one anticipated movie. You know, West Side Story. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm good with the Rita Moreno version. <laughs> <laughs> no well, reason in, to go mess with classic. She's in this one. No, 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 no. <laughs> A young Rita Moreno. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm not. Um, I, I'm really kind of just like, to me, this like plays like a Steven Spielberg vanity project. Oh, brother. Some legacy stuff. Yeah, it's like it's like him going, I can make anything the hell I want. And I feel like making this. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Good luck, Steve. I'm Steven Spielberg. Exactly. Who's going to who's going to say no at this point? Exactly. trying to think of anything else that i've heard of that is looking looking interesting i mean wonder woman we talked about that i think there's another fast and furious movie coming out whatever that's fine space (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised i mean what what else are they gonna do new mutants we'll see if that actually lands or not i still don't know if i want to i still don't know if i want to see it it's supposed Uh, to be a horror movie right yeah yeah i'm good Yep, I'm all set. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, there's a there's a Invisible Man movie. I don't know. I mean, I know there's the. Uh... Oh, you know what? You know what might be interesting though, Fantasy Island. It reads like a Saw film, though. It it kind of reads like that. I mean, uh, you know, obviously if it gets into like that, you know, like real blood and guts kind of stuff. But if it's more of like a thriller, I may be into that. That could actually be kind of interesting. If it's a thriller, sure. But if we're going to go saw route, nah, no, 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 then I'm definitely not into that. Absolutely not. I saw the fr- the first one was the best one because it wasn't all blood and guts to the end. What, the saw movies? After that. Yeah. After that, yeah, they just went off the rails. Like, yeah. It just becomes like, you know, torture porn kind of. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's what made that movie work. The dude doesn't cut his leg off, or it was his arm, to the end. And you're wondering the whole film, like, is he going to have to do this? Then it was just like, how gory can we get? And I'm like, all right, you guys. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm definitely not into any of that. Nah. But if, this, right. but if, this, if this is leans more into, like, a thriller kind of thing, like, you know, like, Get Out or something, um, mm-hmm. you know, I could be into that. I just gotta see, kind of see where this is gonna land. What do you think about? Quick what do you question. think about? What do you think about Doolittle? Any interest in that? Do you want me to sit while Robert Downey Jr. does another bad <laughs> British impression of President? Well, I guess we know where you're landing on that. That man is probably cussing out Marvel. Like, why did you kill me off? Do you know what my other non-Marvel movies look like? They already got the Infinity but, Stones. They can bring them back. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know if that was. Did you see movie. Due Date? Due Date? No, I haven't watched. Oh. I've no. <laughs> I have not watching. Uh, I, I, I think outside of Marvel, I, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. has made a good movie since Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, I was not really a fan of his take on Sherlock Holmes all that much. And uh, what was that? What he did with I think it was like Robert Duvall is his dad. Wonder, yeah, that yeah. all right. Yeah, that one. Okay, that one. Yeah, the judge. Right? Was that the judge? Yeah, there was yeah, the judge. That one was all right. That one wasn't too bad. That's it. I mean, what else has he got? Yeah, Mulan. We mentioned that. I'm, you know, that the trailer for that looked great. It did look great, and Mulan is one of my one of my. One of my more favorite Disney Renaissance films. So, yeah, um, you know, I'm kind of look. I am kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's gonna be, I think there's going to be some interesting things this year. Um, I think next year is going to be a better year than this year. I hope you so. know, especially if some of these films, um, you know, can stick the landing. You know, if if birds of prey can kind of do what it's supposed to do, if, um, 
you know, if Dune is as good as I hope it is, if, um, you know, the, the Godzilla King Kong movie, if Wonder Woman, you know, if these films stick to landing and do what the, do what I'm hoping they do, then it should be a pretty decent movie. Oh, ben Affleck has a movie coming out next year. Oh, he does. Doesn't he put an alcoholic in it? He's like an alcoholic hockey coach, right? Ben Affleck and Anna Darmus. Dude, she's out of your league. I think the next episode we should probably really go into what we're looking forward to. TV side, movie side. Yeah, I haven't really taken a whole um, taken a whole long look yeah. at, at the TV schedule yet and what's coming up. So, Well, folks, Thank you for for rocking with us this year. It was our first year. Um, hopefully, you can you know join us, spread the word, tell people about us, give us some feedback, criticism, complaints, uh, take some platitudes too. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mike, anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, just that, just that I you know I do appreciate. Uh, we both appreciate everybody who has been listening. Um. You know, I mean, it's it's big to us, you know, every time, you know, I try not to to get in there and like look at the stats all the time, but every once in a while I do. And, and it's just I we appreciate it, you know, that you guys listening and and hopefully you're telling people about us. Hopefully, um, if you're not, please do, you know, if you're listening on iTunes, give us a give us a review and a rating, you know, because we want people to find us. We want to keep doing this. and. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just fun for us to kind of just get together and talk about, talk things through, but also, um, we'd like to hear from you and we'd like to, you know, kind of interact with you guys a little bit. So, um, you know, give us a shout out on Twitter or email us or, or whatever, but also just, you know, please, you know, if you get the link on Twitter or Facebook, share it, you know, let people know you're listening to us and tell somebody about us because we, uh, you know, we want to keep spreading spreading the news. Yo, folks, thank you for listening with us 2019, and we hope you have a great holiday. Good things coming in back season with two. Us. <laughs> yes, great things coming. Peace out, Mondos. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs>